Ayman is island life, and me and Travis have relocated to the beautiful island of Puerto Rico. I don't speak Spanish, man, but Jamaica's nearby, so this is what you get, man. Besides, Travis can smell that Jamaican ganja all the way over here. Speaking of the Caribbean, man, residents of one island now can use the Bitcoin for local transactions. Yaman, yeah, Bitcoin sees its first red April in six years, but that Ethereum, oh man, that thing is on fire. Visa don't want to miss the crypto train is going all in, man, and the Major League Baseball's, oh, huge success with their first NFT sale. Oh, and Travis and me, we bought the shit coins. Everything here, man, so you better stay tuned, man, for all the good stuff on this bad news episode 508. <laughs> of the bad crypto podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey man, I think I think my accent slipped to uh, to Asian there. Yeah, you were sounding a little Jamaican. Wagwan, why a deal, what? Uh, yeah, man. So it's actually uh, raining right now in Puerto Rico, but it doesn't matter. There's palm trees and it's green. And mm. dude, the ocean is like right outside our doors. Everything bless, man. Everything bless. Yeah. Welcome to the show, gang. We are relocatified and uh, we are justified in being relocatified because the U.S. government wants to raise the taxes. And by virtue of Act 60 in Puerto Rico, you can legally fill out some forms and legally not pay capital gains taxes, which I think is pretty damn cool. So uh, hopefully those sweet crypto gains will happen and and uh, we can legally keep the money we make. Well, I think legally what we want to do is create a bad crypto Rico. Uh, I think it would be awesome and amazing for many other folks who have uh, been in the crypto game for a while and earned some cryptos along the way. And want to live in the island life, man. Uh, maybe come to Puerto Rico, and uh, but just not not in my neighborhood. Just go in some other neighborhood. Um, I like you, but I like you at arm's distance. I'm trying to social like distance you. from people. I don't like you that much. What's Let's so funny quick- is Joel and I have been here now together for almost a week, and we've seen him twice, and that was it. And it's like we're still doing it remotely. So it's like. I think maybe I'm going to get a home on the other side of the island. That way, it's like we, <laughs> I'm as far away as possible, but I still love you. I'm I'm like doing the police, man. Don't stand so close to me. <laughs> you know. Let's give a quick shout out to our sponsors at Ledger. They are the gateway to all crypto services that you need. Buy, sell, exchange, grow your assets in one single app, all easily and with the best security. You got the Ledger wallet. You got the Ledger app. What else do you need? And we've got a special offer for the citizens of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. Guess what? That's you. If you're listening to the show, you've automatically been citizenfied. You get 20% off a Ledger Nano S if you use this code, BADCRYPTO20. That's BADCRYPTO and the numbers 201 per customer while supplies last at badco.in forward slash ledger. And now, man, the news. And we're refreshing CoinGecko.com for the latest market updates. It's 10.50 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time on the 29th of April, 2021. And the crypto market cap currently sitting at 
2.157 a trillion dollars bitcoin with a 46 and a half percent dominance currently sitting at 53,662 ethereum on a tear up 16.9% the last week at 2772 the binance coin also on a tear 598 xrp now that they're free and settled with the sec a buck 39 tether point 996 cardano a buck 37 dogecoin 30 cents Polkadot 33.80 Uniswap. Look at this up 24% this week to 41.70. And Litecoin in the number 10 space this week at $256. Yeah, another big winner for the week is Matic, right? Polygon, they changed their name and uh, that's up 148% this week, up to 89 cents. And just remember this, folks, when we talk about some of these and we're telling you week after week when some of these coins are going up. That is an indication that you may want to do some research on these, right? Phantom FTM token up 73%. Pancake Swap, the cake token, 60%. Compound, which is not where Joel lives, the Joel Compound, it is not. It is actually a crypto. It is up 35%. Solana, Solana has been on a tear, folks. We've been, we've been mentioning Solana so many weeks in a row, up 35%. This is a really great project. I think this is... Well, it's, I mean, it's already at $12 billion market cap. So uh, the game is pretty much over on that one <laughs> for, for the gains. Helium, the HNT token, also over a billion dollars. Everybody in the one top 100 is over a billion dollars for the most part now, up 32% Amazing. waves, which is from waves back in the day, uh, 31%. So there's been some pretty All big money. There's some waves right outside my dorm on. I, I see them. And you know what? You know what's interesting is you go in here and then check out on on CoinGecko, you can see, you know, up at the top, DeFi, you can go look at the top DeFi projects, you can look at the top NFT projects. Now they actually have an NFT spotlight, I notice. Well, they have Sven Ibawan, who is a digital design model at Tesla, doing some NFTs, working with the meme tokens. Very nice. So that's, There's only you, a few you talk tokens. to somebody named Sven, you have to talk like this. Yeah. Yeah, and Hans and Franz also both need to talk like this. Yeah. Hans and Franz and Dirk. We are here to <laughs> We are here to pump your cryptos and your llamas up. Yeah. I don't know about this, but I don't know you see this, but the bake token, bakery swap token up two hundred forty-eight percent this week. Good what lord. Crazy, Six hundred and sixty-three million dollars. This is unbelievable. Watch it. Alien Worlds, TLM. That thing is up back to 45 cents. It's up 53% this week. It's just crazy. Wax up 10%, back up to almost a quarter. That's nice mm -hmm. to see. Get up there, yeah. Wax. Poke, poke. Seriously, especially uh, when we talk a little bit about the major launch. It just took place a little later in the show. No major losers this week. Just a few that lost between 10 and 17%. VeChain, Digibyte, Sia Coin, BitTorrent, Ontology. No big. Crypto goes up. Crypto goes down. But eyes right now are on the majors, uh, as they always are. Bitcoin is set to end the month around 8% down, which is the first losing streak since 2015, even though this first quarter has been amazing for Bitcoin. I just, you know, this article talks about Bitcoin April, um, you know, being down, but let's face it, this year has kind of crushed it overall. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, it depends on what your investments were, right? I mean, some people have won big, some people have not won big. It really all depends. But this is—it's pretty wild to think that this is the first red April in six years. Now, think about last year in 2020. Well, in March, that's when it went down to like what 3,800 or whatever it was, and then it just went up from there. 3,800 a year ago, folks, and here we are at 50 something thousand. And it got up to 63,000 and then it drops to 48,000 and everybody's like, oh my God, see, Bitcoin's dead. I'm like, jackasses, it was 3,800 a year ago. And how are you going to tell me with something 20Xs that right. it's dead, right? Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Just hold on. It's just like a roller coaster. Sometimes you go up, sometimes you go down. Sometimes you do one of these little loop-de-loop things and hold on to your hats, folks, because um, it's quite a ride. And it will happen. It's it's pretty amazing. Uh, you know, in what we're seeing is that Ethereum is getting what they're calling an inverse correlation. It seems to be completely decoupled from Bitcoin. Like even when Bitcoin is having these wild fluctuations, Ethereum just keeps ding, 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 ding. I have to read this one tweet, though, before we move on to this Ethereum story from the Cointelegraph piece. Um, Texan Hoddle on Twitter said, breaking, Facebook has purchased zero Bitcoin for an aggregate price of zero dollars in a strategic corporate move to have funds staying poor. <laughs> yeah, right. They're real poor. You know, there's a, there's a really cool uh, chart on this that tracks Bitcoin from 2013 all the way to now. And it looks like February is the month that's had the most, actually February and October and November have only had two losing um, or down months since 2013. Uh, April had had two, but they were in 2013 or 2014 and 2015. So now this month, but now in May, there's been three before where they've been down, uh, but not one since 2018. So that should be interesting what happens in May. But then you start getting in September. It's almost like every September except 2015 and 16 have been down. So it's like, I wonder if that's going to be the sign of near the end of the bull run. But then October and November have, have no notoriously been up. So I don't know. I think September's like, man, I think that's why that song like Weezer said, when, or it wasn't Weezer, it was Green Day, when September ends, like, wake me up when September ends, because crypto sucks in September. There you go. You can add that to the playlist if you like. Put that in your bag I, and smoke it. I've kind of quit doing that because we mentioned so many songs and it's like one more thing for me to do. So you guys go at it. It's an open playlist, I think. So somebody go add. Uh, I, I couldn't add any. Playlist. So I think it's not open. All I right. I'm gonna open. I think it's in, I'm a, I think it's exclusive. I will open it up then. So Ethereum is continues to hit all time highs. Twenty seven hundred dollars. Now it's over that. And the market cap for Ethereum is higher than that of PayPal. Right now, the market cap of um, Ethereum is about $310 billion, which is right around where PayPal is. Mm. Yeah, and since the beginning of 2021, Ethereum has gained 258%. And I remember last year with Ethereum, wasn't it like at 100 and something dollars? Like, I, I seem to remember uh, Ethereum being 150 $160 or something, maybe even a little less than that. And here we are at 2700 Think of that. That's a big fat 20x, right? That's that's not too shabby at all. And uh, a lot of these cryptos, 
you know, when, when, when people are getting freaked out and they're selling and, and everybody's panicking and, you know, it, it, historically that has always proven, well, pretty good time to buy. And we just had a decent little dip this past week. Now, was that dip an indicator of a bear market or a bear trap popping out? Hard to say, but you know, it did rebound. It's coming back up. It went, Bitcoin went back up to 56,000. Now it's at like 5,300. But Ethereum just keeps on moving up to an all-time high. So Wait, Bitcoin went to 5,300? Bitcoin went to 53,000. That's what I said. What okay. I to say. That's what you meant to say. I got to know what you meant to I'm sorry. So Bitcoin dominance has dropped below 50% for the first time in three years. And so what some are speculating is that this means altcoins are going to go fire off next. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that's fine. I've got some altcoins. I'm, I'm good with altcoins taking off if my Bitcoin settles down. Yeah, there's a few of these altcoins that I've had that I've been poking with a stick. Like, come on, you got great, you got a great team, you got a great project, you actually have launched stuff, you got interesting news, you have great partnerships, and why are you not moving? And then you see other coins that are just like, hey, I created a shit coin, and then it just like the shit coin just blows up, and you're like, wow, like what is it? What like why are you why have you blown up? Like that's one of the things. Like, I mean, you know, Cardano. A lot of people love Cardano. Cardano is, is hasn't had any, is, they've not launched stuff that actually like the ecosystem is not fully built out. And it's like things just get take the things just take off on their own sometimes. And they're like, oh, it's going to happen. Yeah, but it's not fully baked yet. Oh, no, but it will. Like, how are some of these coins and some of these projects worth 15, 25 billion dollars? when they haven't fully executed on their thing yet. Like, I've never seen a startup why. in my life. I've never I seen a why. startup in my life. Oh, here's what we're going to do. It's going to be amazing. And like, okay, well, you're worth $20 billion now. No, we're not. Well, we're worth about $20 million. First of all, crypto is highly speculative to begin with, mm -hmm. right? So now, and so people who play crypto are very, you know, uh, they're okay with high risk. And then on top of that, they're speculating on the businesses themselves that are being run on these tokens. So it's mm -hmm. like double risk. And so, you know, people buy on emotion. That's, that is the leading force for why people buy very few that the smaller percentage of humans buy because they have thoroughly done their research and it makes logical sense to buy. Mm -hmm. I speculate on your speculation that you're speculating on those speculative uh, assets. If you're going to speculate in here, you're going to have to clean it up. You need to check so. yourself before you wreck yourself. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so traditionally, Bitcoin losing dominance in market cap is a sign that this marks the beginning of the real altcoin season. And wow. it's happened. Now it's, it's happened. <laughs> well, think about it. Think oh. about it. Ethereum mm. is up. Bitcoin is down a little bit. Ethereum is on a run. And how many altcoins track with Ethereum? Because they're based on Ethereum. Tons of them. And mm. so if Ethereum's going to go up, the alts are kind of pegged to it in a way. And they're gonna, they should move as well. So if you got bags of alts, uh, be keeping your eyes on this. Get ready. The season may be upon us. I would almost like to see a, um, a crypto exchange that is pegged 
to an index fund of, of fiat currencies, like collectively, like it's like, all right, we've got dollars and we've got an equal amount of euros in here and an equal amount of yen and an equal amount of yuan. And they're all in here. And these coins are pegged to this because it's almost like when Bitcoin goes down, like the whole market tanks because they're all tied to Bitcoin. So if there, it's like maybe there's a, maybe it's like a composite index fund and you add gold in there and silver, just equal amounts of all of them. And then you're pegging some of the cryptos to that price because then it might be more of a stable market because if Bitcoin goes down, the rest of them don't go down. Like I've seen coins that are only pegged to the USD, USDT. Like when we were investing in, in, in OMI, uh, the Ecomi, the VV token that, uh, that came out that we found in, in like January. And, uh, as I noticed, it was like it, it wasn't tied to Bitcoin. It was only pegged to USDT. So it was kind of had a life of its own. Like Bitcoin would go down, but it didn't matter because this coin was. But now that Ecomi is actually the, the OMI token is pegged to Bitcoin uh, in some of these other exchanges, it, it doesn't have that sort of running volatility. So maybe having some coins that are only pegged to some of those fiats as they print more money and the the value of those dollars get worthless those cryptos become more valuable maybe there would be there's an opportunity for some sort of exchange that does that sort of index fund thing Peggy. i would like to have a um a fund that is pegged to the number of words that we say on the show okay so the more words the higher the mm -hmm. cryptos go yeah, yeah it's like word token like this week this week joel and travis said fourteen thousand eight hundred seventy two words mm -hmm. that's an all-time high and about 200 of them were meaningful <laughs> if if that yeah so there's an article here on forbes uh, from just a few days ago dated april 26th actually that marked the 10-year anniversary that satoshi nakamoto the creator of bitcoin sent final emails to his fellow developers in which he made clear that he had moved on to other projects and he handed over the cryptographic keys that he used to send network alerts and here we are 10 years later and the article proposes, and I agree with, for many, this is still just the beginning of Bitcoin. Yep. And his final quote was on that on that last uh, message. He says, uh, I'm going to go move on to other projects and uh, peace out, bitches. I think that's <laughs> what, it was the final word. So it's pretty, pretty good. Good luck with the fiat currency, bitches. Yeah, to be to be precise something like that, that. Was, i mean it was it's not exactly but I, you know it's, it's it's forbes so they edited it a little bit more or less yeah probably less 10 years ago satoshi nakamoto's been gone i wonder if satoshi nakamoto is still alive or if it was like hal finney you know because i know there's some of the first transactions were with hal finney is hal finney satoshi nakamoto because then hal finney got sick and he passed away and then there's that one story that one dude who um we had that one we had that one story back in the day where the guy was like a like a like a super uh, like a mastermind criminal guy paul something i don't remember the guy's name at this time but like he's in prison but he like he disappeared around the same time around 10 years ago and then you got craig wright mouthing all the time like we wish he would disappear like can we be like where'd, where'd craig wright go he's finally disappeared oh man nobody misses him but it's like it's weird to see like who is it nick zabo like who who is Satoshi Nakamoto? Because if so, they're richer than God at this point. They got you know think about my they had a million Bitcoin like that's the richest person in the world, and uh, we've not seen those keys move. So is that person even alive? Is that person imprisoned? Is that person 
you know, does it even exist? Are we going to see a day where that some big whale, you know, Satoshi comes in and moves half a half a million Bitcoin? He's like, all right, I'm ready to buy some yachts. I'm ready to buy a country. What are you kidding me? Yeah. It's some yachts. You buy, I buy, buy a, a super country. yacht, like one of those big, like, you know, Bill Gates things. Maybe they'll buy Greenland. You know, just get renamed. Probably not. He's like, all right, Crypto Rico. I'm buying Puerto Rico. I'm coming all in. Everybody move here. Rename it Satoshi Land. Bitcoinville. Bitcoin-tonia or something. Well, Sir Lord Travis, your Kansas City Chiefs are in the news. What's happening here? Yeah, Kansas City's tied in becomes the first NFL player to uh, to say what up, and I want all my crypto, I want all my money's in Bitcoin, and um, yeah, not that tied in, not the really good one, not Travis Kelsey, the one who shares my name, but Sean Colkin. Um, he is a second or third tier NFL player, and he says, "Hey, I want to convert all of my entire salary into Bitcoin because I fully believe Bitcoin is the future of finance." And I wanted to prove that I have some real skin in the game, not just trying to make a quick buck. Like, who are you trying to prove it to? It doesn't matter, dude. But I really think the folks that are doing this, that if like if you're getting your entire salary, which is his entire salary is going to be like $920,000 in Bitcoin, I think maybe that's maybe even an end around around some of those big taxes that they might have to pay. So if they're getting that directly and, and taking 100% of your income, some people are saying might not be a wise financial investment. Some people are saying, wow, that might be a genius financial investment meant because it might circumvent some of those taxes that they're getting. So I don't know. It should, we'll see. I never heard Good of a guy, which yeah. is great. So I know. And he's making almost a million dollars a year to hardly play football. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. But it's think of that though. At fifty at fifty thousand dollars a Bitcoin, you know, at and, and a million of them, you know, you're like you don't get a whole ton of them. That's like what, maybe 19, 18 or 19 Bitcoin? Yeah. That's not, not bad, bad. to have a little chunk of those. I'd say maybe give me half of my salary in Bitcoin and the rest of it in Ethereum. In Doge. Yeah, or something like that. Doge, uh, yeah. Elon Musk is in the news again. Actually, we got a couple stories with uh, him in it, but this one is talking about the Bitcoin investment that Tesla made because back in February, they revealed that they bought $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin and they sold uh, just this, this week $272 million, which net them $101 million from the first sale. That's about 10% of their holdings. Not bad. I mean, you know, that, that's got to look good on the uh, first quarter earnings. Yeah. Well, you know, you buy 1.5 million and then you profit a hundred million already. I would say probably what, what they're probably going to do is over time, test the liquidity of Bitcoin and then pull out a little bit of money. What do, what do I normally do? Or what do you normally do when we're testing on a speculative investment? What I like to do is when I see the price go up, I pull out my initial investment and then I let it ride. And then all the rest of that is just pure gravy. Right. And then I don't get hung up or cry about it if it goes up or down because it's all a bonus. And so anytime something doubles for me normally uh, or if it has a big run, I'm pulling out some of it that I originally put in. So maybe Tesla's kind of doing some of that, because imagine if they put in a one point five billion and then Bitcoin does one of those tanks and it goes down a significant amount, that would look bad. But if they're testing the liquidity and then that, that came out where Dave Portney, who is El Presidente, who we talk about in this past week's uh, Nifty show, he actually is selling a part of his soul as an NFT 
and you can buy it and then burn it. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> you could do that, but um, but but he was actually talking about like, oh, see, uh, Elon Musk buys a bunch of Bitcoin and then he sells it for profit, and leaving everybody else holding the bag. And Elon Musk basically came back on a tweet and says, uh, yeah, no, I've not sold any of my Bitcoin, but Tesla did sell 10% of their Bitcoin to Tesla liquidity. And that's a responsible thing to do. And he basically uh, handed handed uh, El Presidente his his ball sack and then he cried. And then so and then, and then he burned his NFT and then he burned his soul. He bought his. I'm going to buy your soul and then I'm going to burn it. <laughs> What do, you, what, what do you think of me now? How you like me now? El I'm Presidente? using fuel as my space rocket, and we're burning it. And we're not taking it to the moon. We're just going to burn you in the air. How about that? Suck it. By the way, Portney, when are you going to come on the show, dude? Like we tweet you, and you want to talk about Bitcoin, and we're bad. You're worse. Let's go. Come on, <laughs> somebody. Somebody's got to be connected to the dude. Like, let's get on bad crypto and have a conversation already. Yeah. Good. He sir. cracks me up. The only thing I did I, I, that I the only thing that I've had a problem with him is that. He's such a shit talker of any any team that's not the Patriots. And so it's like he's got that he's got a flaw with that. But other than that, funny guy. He's uh, he's definitely making the most of this life, living his best life. So rock on, dude. Yeah. The CEO of Visa Al Kelly during a earnings call this week described the uh, firm's crypto ambitions and he said that they were extremely well positioned to get into the crypto. They have a multi-pronged strategy related to Bitcoin, stable coins, central bank, digital currencies, and more. He's talked about this on a, a podcast before, not ours, but they see a lot of opportunity. So Visa is going to be getting in on the game. And uh, so is MasterCard. Rewards. Yeah, MasterCard, both of them are getting in. And I think now, didn't we say that Ethereum is, Ethereum's already higher than the price of, of, uh, of PayPal. And it's probably, about the same, yeah. Probably right about there. to knock on the door of Visa and MasterCard at this point. But MasterCard's launching a crypto rewards credit card with real-time Bitcoin rewards. So imagine kind of like Lolly, uh, L-O-L-L-I.com, but on anything that you buy with this MasterCard credit card. So they're partnering with, uh, with Gemini. And uh, so cardholders are going to earn about 3% back uh, real-time in Bitcoin. Or any other cryptos. So they have other cryptos that they're going to be playing around with. So probably Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash, some other ones. I don't know. They're not stating which ones those are. But more than just Bitcoin. And so instead of, you know, it's like, hey, use our credit card. And then when we're going to, you're going to pay 15, 20% interest. But then we're going to give you 3% interest back in Bitcoin. Like what a deal. Like what a, what a sweet bargain that is. I'll tell you, you know, I've used um, Mileage Plus since I'm a 1K United passenger for years and accumulating miles. But since I'm not flying nearly as much as I used to because I now live in paradise and there's, you know, conferences aren't conferencing. I'm like, well, maybe it's time to uh, to switch to a card that's earning crypto instead. Get cash back on my cryptos. I'm, I mean, because that think about that. If you're getting... Um, money back in the form of crypto and you believe crypto is going to go up over the long term that cash back in crypto could end up paying for all the purchases you made it has like in some cases on my lolly purchases because i've been using it for a couple of years i go in there and look at my i go in there and look at my balance and i laugh because i'm like this is almost exactly what i actually spent on the original purchases and so now i know i have a bunch of miles sitting in my united miles account 
that's doing nothing for me. It's not earning me any money. It's not doing anything for me. It's not putting, it's, it's not rewarding me really in any way. It's just sitting there. But if instead I had Bitcoin along the way, that would be much better. Gosh. Oof. I could actually pay for a flight, like a couple, multiple flights more so than, uh, than what I have in there right now. That's a good deal. Uh, by the way, if you want to take a look at the articles that we're referencing in this show, you could find our show notes on the website. Here's a quick, handy, short link that'll get you right there. Badco.in forward slash 508. Why? Because this is episode 508. Badco.in forward slash 508 will find you all the stories, including this one, which is kind of a non-story. It's on Cointelegraph.com, and it references a an irrelevant magazine time magazine was once a great magazine now largely irrelevant i don't know who still reads it but just for the sake that it was once great people like to reference when you know crypto appears in it and they made a list of their top 100 most influential companies uh, for 2021 and two of them were crypto firms one of them was digital currency group and the other one was coinbase and honestly, I don't know why anybody gives even the beginning of half a rip of what uh, that Pravda piece of, uh, you know, publication, if that's what you want to call it, says. But there you go. Look, Joe, I don't need no Time magazine. My my audience doesn't care about Time magazine. Why do I care about time? what Time magazine has to say? It's me, Bob Dylan. You know, times are changing <laughs> and everybody cares about the crypto. Nobody cares about Time magazine, Joel. If I want to know what time it is, I'll just look at my iPhone. It'll tell me what time it is. Mm, you know what? what? I want to say this about Coinbase because Coinbase has had a big run. But, you know, they're part of the cancel culture, too. Like there, there's there's people out there that are sort of outspoken on the other side of what's politically correct. And <clears throat> they've gotten banned off of every payment processor. They get banned off every social media platform. Coinbase kicks them off, too. So... I, I think that uh, the Coinbase has a big black eye on it because of how they're banning people that have opinions that they that the that the cancel mob doesn't approve of. So I don't need no Coinbase. Coinbase can eat a bag of dicks, Joe. Have you heard of an island called Bequia? B e q u i a. I just did. I just heard about it from you. It's, is it a Caribbean island? I think it's like a small one, like really tiny. I'm not sure. It is. It's one of the islands in the St. Vincent and Grenadines Islands. There's 5,000 residents of the island, so I guess we're almost neighbors yeah, with we're them probably right now. Close to that. Aren't we close to the Virgin Islands? Aha, uh -huh, neighbor, yeah. So like on a really clear day from where we are, a super, super clear day, you should be able to see, uh, I think, St. Kitts, maybe St. Martin, um, a couple of the others, but it's got to be really clear because they're like 60 miles away or so. Mm. But apparently they can now use crypto as a means of payment on this island. So we might need to make a, a trip there, Travis, just to go and buy something with Bitcoin on this island. Mm. Well, let's get like a big boat. I don't want to go 60 miles across the, the, those waters in like a little tiny boat because I don't want to be like three-hour tour. Where the hell did Joel and Travis go? Nobody knows. They chose a really tiny boat and it didn't float. So somebody told me there actually is a, a Gilligan's Island that is located um, here near San Juan uh, that maybe is is 
in Puerto Rico. I don't know. It's really uh, it's some something on TripAdvisor. What's it's that one? Ty- that one little island outside of it called Culabras or something that's just so beautiful. C- like Culabras. Is that what it is? Culabras in Vieques. But there's mm-hmm. one here, Gilligan's Island. The official name is Cayo Aurora, tiny island that's part of the biosphere reserve of Guanica. And really? it's popular for swimming, snorkeling, beach time, and kayaking. <laughs> and it's funny. If you go to TripAdvisor, it says the suggested duration, you know, of any of the activities. It says more than three hours. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's that good. Is, Can you spend Bitcoin there? Is that I, I don't know. Probably not. Is the professor there? Can he help us with my coconut radio? I don't know. I'm a, I'm a Marianne kind of person. I was never a ginger. Yeah. I would say if you're stuck on the island, I think you'd, you know, get what you get and be like, all right, Marianne or Ginger, I'm good. And I'm stuck on an island. With... <laughs> well, but you might nothing. end you might end up with uh, Mrs. Howell then. <laughs> <laughs> or or this or the skipper. Depends on it really depends on how you float your boat. Hey, so it, hey it skipper. Is 2021. Don't hate. It is. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> you pick pick whichever member of Gilligan's Island matches. <laughs> That's your true. preference there i you mean go. maybe even gilligan nobody knew what he was that's right <laughs> i just assumed his gender yeah there you go hey so check us uh, out right. binance i don't even know this but binance may have violated some security laws with its stock tokens uh according to a german watchdog and they're oh. saying that uh, some of their tokens representing shares in coinbase and tesla may be security so what they're what they're doing is they're doing fractionalized ownership of some of these stocks where it's like by this crypto token, it is it is paired to the Tesla stock, and it's it's sort of like a stable coin with that. So they're calling them stock tokens, but I think that it's like security tokens, but they're not. They're, so I think security tokens, I think, need to be originated from directly from that country, that company. But what they're doing is they're trying to say, okay, you can buy Coinbase stock or you can buy Tesla stock, but with this token, and they're saying those are securities. So that's a slippery slope that they're that with their crypto tokens tied to stocks, not like, you know, security tokens, like how they should be done coming directly from the, the company that's tied directly to their revenue. And I think we're going to again, we've talked about this before. We're going to see a lot of companies in the future go against the grain when it comes to venture capital and actually do these stock, uh, the security token offerings where you buy the tokens and then a percentage of that revenue is fueling those tokens. That would be cool, but um, you know this right here might be a slippery slope for them. So that's what German financial watchdog called Bifen says: very dangerous slippery slope. So would the watchdog be a dachshund? Or, or German, would he be a, German shepherd. A German shepherd. I don't know. I I just kind of feel better about them being dachshunds. I'm less likely to get bit. Okay. Uh, and and speaking of. Something that you said, I had a great transition here, but speaking of that thing, uh, GameStop proved that hedge funds don't only, they don't play by the rules, but they also change them if they're not winning the game. As a retail investor, no matter how well you play the game, they always get the bigger piece of the pie. It's designed that way. But what if there was a new service where not only are the rules fixed and everybody plays by them and everyone who sticks to the plan 
wins. That's what the Yield app is. It's a DeFi project secured by an audited infrastructure insured by the Yield Insurance Fund to protect retail investors. And it gives you up to 20% APY daily in a mix of stable coins and their own native YLD, Yield Token. You can sign up now, start stacking at Yield app, go to badco.in forward slash yield to check it out today. So we chatted about Elon Musk earlier. Let's chat about Elon Musk some more. He buzz, he boasts Dogecoin uh, again, and there's a big, strong interest in these altcoins. He is about to host Saturday Night Live. I guess he's doing that this week. And uh, he says he will do so as the Doge father. And, uh, oh, my God, Doge shot up 20%. There it is. Pop, pop. And uh, that's nice. Is it? Where is it? Oh, he's going to be on the show on May 8th. That's when he's going to be. As the Doge father, very good. Saturday Night Live. Okay, he just mentioned I, that. He just mentioned that yesterday, and that's why I Doge don't watch. I don't watch. I uh, so so. I watch the highlights afterwards. Is what I do. Yeah, I what watch Doge the now. What is it? Did it take off already? Because it says it's, it's at thirty-one cents. Thirty-one. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. God, uh, you realize what what Doge is going to do when it's on Saturday Night Live and the masses see oh, that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of meme coins, Twitter served me up a meme coin yesterday and I bought it. I got to serve it to you. What do you mean? It just said, hey, recommend it. It was showed up on my feed. Somebody had dollar sign Voss, V O S S. I'm like, what is this? And it's winklevoss.finance. Now, we are not financial advisors. I am not making any recommendations. In fact, if you buy any of this coin, you may as well just put your money on the table and set it on fire, okay? But I was I was willing to do it because it's a community coin, and I laughed when I saw the site. It said, Voss is an ERC-20 token, which embraces the wonderful contribution of the Winklevoss twins to the crypto community. It's a slingshot to the moon and beyond. It's a community token. There's pictures of the Winklevion here. It has They're not associated with it in any way. It's just a movement. They made this token. There's a quadrillion of them. Um, they, there's a token burn built into it. There's staking built into it. And I'm like, you know what? It when how often do you get to buy a token at point oh 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 three seven cents or whatever it was? So I bought some, and then I told you about it. Did you buy some? Yeah, I, I am a proud holder of some of these now. So I, I'm a big I'm a big shitcoin fan in some cases. Like one of my friends, one of my friends, Mark Ross, who's I, I've, I've convinced him to do his own YouTube channel, and because he's always out there trying to find these these low cap gems, and so he's created a gem finder uh, YouTube channel. But he found this token called PooCoin, PooCoin app, and basically what it does is it tracks all of the Binance Smart Chain tokens. And every time there's a transaction in PooCoin, this mechanism, I love it, is that 4% of it, of that transaction, gets pulled out and redistributed to all the PooCoin holders. And the other 4% gets burned. So they started out with about 10 million tokens. And now there's like 6.1 million left because they've been burned, right? But then if you have these PooCoin tokens, you can actually uh, access premium features and see these different charts on some of these other coins. Like... There was one Doge Moon, and there's another one like there's a um, a meth token <laughs> that has the uh, that has Walter White as its logo, and there's just like a hundred trillion of them or something, and you and you put you put one BNB in it, and then you get like a ridiculous amount of them. 
it's just that same thing. It's like, and then when the price goes up, I'll always just pull out my initial, my initial investment and then just let the rest of them ride. And then it's just funny. So these Winklevoss tokens right here, are kind of the same principle where how many are there? There's a, there's a hundred trillion or something. There's a quadrillion. Quadrillion. <laughs> quadrillion. Of them. Nice. Of them, yep. Okay. So with They've our got one trillion of them, though. and that's, we got like one, one thousandth of the, of the whole mm-hmm. ball in there. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a community, there's a telegram and I don't know, there's just something about community tokens that make me happy. It's like, Hey, these people came up with this. Uh, crypto is awesome. They just created it. They, uh, they put yeah. them on Uniswap. They're staking, they're burning stuff. Yeah. And it's, well, it's, it's meaningless. That's what's funny is you look at the roadmap and they call it the moon map. April, 2021, the journey was started. April 21 LP staking program. Next up, Coin gecko listing. After that, coin market cap listing. <laughs> After that, they're gonna do a token audit finally, and then they're gonna do an NFT airdrop. And like, okay, and then what else? Well, that's oh it. yeah, there's that's an NFT doing. airdrop uh, to 100 lucky people that are holding Voss tokens on May 1st. Yeah. So uh, yeah, using the Winkle Voss's likeness, they're on it, and there's like a Statue of Liberty with a Bitcoin behind it and confetti falling on the screen so i want my damn nft ad coin turn into one of these meme coins like this because that's really kind of what it is except we we allowed people to mine it right it's like we need to maybe have a community member who can help us translate our old bad coin into a good coin yeah so if you're if you end up in their telegram say very specifically bad crypto did not send me (laughs) we just we just stumbled upon this uh this is not a sponsor this is not a recommendation this is just yeah Look at what's going on in the land of shittopia. Right. But as long as we're talking about the uh, the Winklevi, Gemini's crypto MasterCard is set to launch this summer. And they are promising up to 3% in Bitcoin or other cryptos for each purchase. So, you know, we just got done talking. Uh, in fact, is this the same thing? Is this the same card? It's a Gemini card. I don't know. They're partnering with with MasterCard. It might It might be similar. Hard to say. It might be different. It might be similar. But I think MasterCard said it was doing something else on its own. But it didn't specifically say Gemini in that other article. It didn't. So I don't know. Uh, it might be the same. might be different. You know, they they tend to work with a lot of different people, right? They mm-hmm. wrap it um, in these different brands. And, and so uh, certainly they'd be happy to work with Gemini. So there you go. Gemini um, credit card, MasterCard coming with 3% cash back on the cryptos. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. What else is up in the news? Oh, yeah. One final piece of news. Uh, We spoke uh, briefly about the NFL and the Chiefs player that uh, was getting its salary in Bitcoin. Well, check this out. The number one NFL prospect in the NFL draft this year is a quarterback. His name is Trevor Lawrence. And he is coming out uh, of of, – he's a junior. He's coming out of college, and he's going to be the number one draft pick. Most likely – He's going to be drafted by Jacksonville. They have the number one pick. Well, he signed a deal with Blockfolio, and he's going to receive a bonus in crypto. And uh, Blockfolio got purchased by FTX, and they say Lawrence's deal is a sign that the taboo is officially shattered for crypto. Some of these, some of these top athletes are going to stop start diving in to to getting crypto, getting crypto bonuses. Doing you're going to see endorsement deals from large exchanges and whatnot with these athletes. I mean, this is just the beginning of massive, mass adoption and mass awareness. Like when you get the number one NFL prospect 
coming out and working with Blockfolio and FTX, like that's serious. That's going to be that. That's going to give a lot of visibility, and I think it's going to also. They're doing a uh, $100,000 donation. It's going to be announced during the NFL draft. That's going to be a big deal. It's going to be talked about by a lot of the by a lot of the sports pundits, and uh, should be should be wild. And also, by the way, uh, FTX they signed a 19 year, 135 million dollar deal we mentioned recently to become the the naming sponsor rights uh, the the naming rights sponsor of the Miami Heat arena. So where the Miami Heat play that's going to be called the FTX arena so that's going to be mentioned anytime the Miami heat play oh the FTX arena in Miami the heat play tonight and da, 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 da. like this is getting ready to go this what what is it with boom. just boom yeah. it's going to sound just like that too it's yeah. going to sound sonic actually got one more story for you Travis and oh, it's really? not uh, it's not linked because i got this in the form of a press release via our email but i can't find an article however the data in here comes right from tops and this is about the mlb major league baseball nft set that came out last week uh they sold 74,000 packs of cards in about 70 minutes to more than 40,000 unique buyers. Uh, in the first 48 hours, secondary market transactions were over $2 million. And now with a week of activity, it's over $7 million. And get this, a one of one 70th anniversary Rafael Devers sold for 16458 A Sixto Sanchez sold for over $12,000. And a 1986 anniversary Chrome facsimile signature Mike Trout NFT sold for over $87,000. Look out, uh, Top Shot. MLB is here on wax, baby. Yeah. And what blows me away is that the price of wax is below the price of wax when MLB was announced and well below the price it was. Well, I guess it's right about the price that it was whenever they finally launched. And here we are. Look at these numbers that are happening on here uh, on the secondary volume, on the secondary market, and the amount of packs they sold. They sold out in 70 minutes. They probably would have sold out quicker if there wasn't some of the glitches that was happening on, on the process. I know I wasn't able to get any on the sale because I was very frustrated because I love baseball and I wanted to have a bunch of these, but I wasn't able to. But a lot of people were, and those things, those packs, those one hundred dollar packs, are selling easily for three, four hundred, five hundred dollars a pack now because they've they've just you know because there's some of those uh, rare cards no. in there like that Mike Trout, a thousand, a thousand, a thousand now, a, a thousand for the ultimate pack. Oh, so geez. I don't know if you've seen this image. You might have sent it to me, but it was the tops um, MLB versus NBA Top Shot. Uh, mm -hmm. Check check signal because I just dropped it to you, and it's really interesting because it compares the Wax blockchain with the Flow blockchain. And they said that on Wax with MLB, it's provably fair on chain random number generator. But mm -hmm. since the RNG is off the blockchain on Flow, it's not provable if it's fair on flow there's no way to know if the mints and packs were truly random unboxing is centralized off the blockchain only wow. a few people can withdraw their funds there's no trading with other people there's only one marketplace for nba top shot there's no ips 
uh, file storage for images and Topshot can ban you at any time and you'll lose access to your NFTs. Wax is completely the opposite. Like everything negative that I just said about how Topshot is being conducted is not how Wax is run. Yeah. Open and decentralized? No. Block time? Three seconds. Uh, time per transaction? No, about less than, less than about 100 milliseconds. Uh, and then this right here, I mean, this is way faster. The block time way faster. It's it's the it's open and decentralized. I don't understand why is Flow worth three billion and why is Wax worth three hundred million? And then look at that. I mean, you just this right here is the use case. Like why, why? Right? I just I don't understand it. It doesn't make any logical sense. I think it's because most people haven't heard about it yet. But wake up, people! Tell your neighbors. Tell your friends. Tell your mama. Wax is on the come up, right? I mean, look at that. There's no reason why Wax shouldn't 10x based on what Flow already is, and knowing that Flow is a a, a much less, a much lower quality version of, of Wax, right? The fact alone that you can get banned on on Top Shot and lose your lose your cards, right? And the most that you can withdraw at any time, Joel, is three grand, and you can only mm. do that. Then you withdraw it three grand. It says you can withdraw it. Uh, you know, once a day, but you can't, you withdraw three grand and then it takes about five days for them to send it to your bank account. Like they're literally doing a swift bank transfer from, uh, and then once that's done, then you can initiate another one. So if you've sold a few cards in there and make a whole bunch of money, then it takes forever for you to get your money out of there with, with, with tops and with wax. Like I got my stuff in wax immediately. I can go liquidate that wherever crazy. Mm. It's it's a different world out there. Of course, why this is, is not financial. Binance? Like, why is it not on FTX? I like, don't are, know. Oh. I don't know. It's it's going to happen, and then it's going to be more accessible to people. There's just no reason. I mean, to be able to buy MLB cards on the secondary market, you need wax. How in the world it's not available on other exchanges is it's criminal, especially when there's so many of these other crappy coins that have no application. So write, write the exchanges, you know, write Bitrix and Binance and all of the rest of them and well, say, Hey, wax. Bitrix has wax. Yeah, that's right. Cracking. Bitrix has wax. Yeah, that's right. That's where I, that's where I actually move my, Bitrix and KuCoin the ones. are the ones that have it the most that I'll go and use them. Right. Bitrix and KuCoin, but a lot of the other ones don't like Binance, FTX, Wubi, the top three, they don't the Coinbase doesn't what the hell. Write all those places. Say we want our wax. We want a wax. Wax our cars. Wax yeah. our wallets. I would say this. Go to the show notes at badco.in forward slash 508. At the very bottom of that will be the graphic that you can see uh, of tops versus top shot. And I think tops is the winner. It comes out on top to me. Absolutely. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening. More about NFTs on the Nifty Show twice weekly live every Friday at nifty.show forward slash YouTube at five o'clock Eastern Daylight Time. Also recordified and placed on our YouTube channel, which, by the way, is explodifying. Also, the Nifty News comes out every Tuesday evening. So you can just go to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Subscribe there. Leave us a review. Leave us snacks because we like when you leave us cookies. And uh, we appreciate everybody. All of you, every one, every last one of you, we appreciate. Yeah, because you've tuned in all the way to the end of the show. Those jackasses that stopped about five minutes in, we don't like them as much. We love you because you know how to stay bad.
The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.